And what is up? Welcome to the top of the head. We got a good one for you today. Uh, we recorded this episode a few months back, back in May on Mikey's birthday, actually. Today is my birthday. Happy birthday to myself. And um, this was another guest we had, a musician, artist, a guy who makes music as Bicycle versus Motor Vehicle. Um, there's actually an acronym for it, BVSMV, that you can find on Spotify. So if you're looking for it, that's what you would search, BVSMV. Um, he's in the, I would say, like, synth wave. There's, like, a lot of this, like, retro 80s synth wave stuff kind of coming back, chill wave, um, bands like Tycho, The Midnight. Um, it reminds me of, like, playing arcade games in the 80s. It's just had really vibey, cool synths and awesome 808 beats and stuff. I love it. But he's actually an old friend. His name's Brian. Uh, but he, again, he makes music as Bicycle versus Motor Vehicle, BVSMV. He just put out a new EP, actually, called Wish We Were Sightseers. Um, and you can get that on Spotify, Apple Music. He's on Bandcamp. Any place you get music, you can find it. I have a few of his albums on vinyl, which we actually play during this episode. So the episode topic today was uh, actually accidents. Um, and funny enough, the episode ended up being a little bit of an accident, but we made something out of it. Um, while we were recording this back in May, um, I was using this program to sync the audio back into my recording software and there was something goofy happening and it created this like glitchy ghost in the machine effect. So it was like, while I was talking every once in a while, you'd hear this like, like crazy sound, <laughs> but because of the the style of music Brian makes and actually what we were talking about being an accident, um, we totally embraced it. Um, it. There's even a point in the podcast that you'll hear where I did some sound design stuff, um, almost like a we're experiencing technical difficulties that you'll hear that just fit. I mean, and it kind of goes along with um, a lot of things I've been reading or listening to lately is just accepting mistakes and accepting accidents and trying to make... Like the old uh, adage, the alchemist making gold out of shit, you know, and that's what we try to do. We just accepted it. And so the song we ended up collaborating on, we named Accidents Perhaps. Um, so it's that idea of, well, we made an accident perhaps or something happened perhaps, but we don't know what that's going to turn into. So it's kind of playing off that idea. And um, I'm excited for you guys to hear this one. We play two O'Brien's songs, two Bicycle versus Motor Vehicle songs in here that I had on vinyl. And then we, at the, at the very end, we do the collaboration song that we did, which turned out really fun. So I hope you guys dig it. Let's roll that intro music and get going. Feel it what is up welcome to the top of the head mikey happy birthday first and foremost <laughs> big birthday today 42, 42 right that's right 42 and and for 42 you currently in lockdown in uh where are you tell everybody where you're at right now yes i'm in bangkok in thailand and we have this <laughs> <clears throat> with Corona, you know, there's, it's been like a year and a half since I traveled, which is really crazy because I'm always on the go going to new places and this job, like I asked everybody if I'm supposed to talk about it. So I'm just going to say 
I'm not really going to tell specifics about it because I don't know if I can, but sure. yeah. Um, construction on a project would have started in June and I have to be here before May. And even though I got vaccinated, you know, the laws change every week and they put everybody back to a mandatory 14 day quarantine if you come in. So I just took one for the team and got locked up in this golden cage. Of this, of this, you know, it's called alter alternative state quarantine. And then you come here, you have to show up. It was get the visas and, and all that stuff. But so far, the food's been good. And they, you know, they delivered a yoga mat. And I've got just all this equipment like everywhere. And so I thought, let's do a podcast. And it's my birthday when I arrived. Yeah. So <laughs> why not? Why not? Yeah, you. It's so funny. You and I were jo I was joking with you that you were actually on time for the first podcast ever. And that's, I guess that's the way to get you to be on time is to lock you in a hotel room <laughs> with no choice. Yeah. And the 13 hour oh, man. time difference. Yeah. You're f 14 hours. It's a okay. 14 plus. It's about what Roberta has when she's in Fiji. So that's nuts though. That's really I mean, crazy. yeah, just, just Does being in Germany weird? already is a great thing because I'm seven hours ahead. So it feels like I'm right on time when America wakes up. I'm <laughs> I'm still right on time with everybody <laughs> yeah. having those extra seven hours, but sure. now being like a complete phase out of sequence, it's it's weird. No yeah. one knows what day it was. People be like, can I technically still say happy birthday to you? And I'm like, I got a lot of time here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk. <laughs> so it's fun. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, we, uh, in keeping with the tradition of, you know, this is going to be episode two to two of season two. We just finished up with Joel um, from the What the Fuck People podcast, and we have a very special guest today. Uh, someone that we've known. God, I think I've known this guy for as long as I've known my wife. Pretty damn close. So, 15, seventeen, probably so, like seventeen years. But he's a good friend of both of ours, um, goes back to the Milwaukee music days and just hanging out in Milwaukee. But he's a, an amazing musician in his own right. He makes music as bicycle versus motor vehicle or BVSMV. But then I just I started calling it an Beavis, Beavis movie lately and Brian said it's OK. So <laughs> Brian, welcome to the podcast, buddy. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, thanks for. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, man. We've been talking about it for a while, so I mean, it's uh, it's long overdue. But I've been listening to your stuff over the last several years, and every time you drop something, it makes me feel shitty about myself that I don't have another album out. <laughs> and you put another <laughs> one out, so. <laughs> but it but it's it's really cool. I'm I'm digging everything you do, and you know. It's like, um, I always tell people, I think I said it on the last podcast, that it makes me feel like I want to play Turtles in Time or Outrun or, or Watch nice. Back to the Future when I listen to your music, <laughs> so, you're, so you're doing it the right way. Yeah, that, that's the goal every time, so I forgot about Turtles in Time, now I also remember that, so thank you very much. Fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess I, yeah, I first got to know you through my wife back in the day and and her and your sister were roommates and best friends and you and i always had a bond musically you know listening to the same kind of music our our music tastes have changed because i think the first time you and i talked about music it was about like zebra head or something like that. so <laughs> yeah that sounds about <laughs> <It's> right <laughs> 
but since then, you know, we've we've gone to Glassjaw shows together. We've we've made music together in the past. You you did a project called Leo Loves Virgo, which, which we were all a part of. You know, and that was like that was like the the Postal Service 2.0, right? Like Postal Service 2003 or 2004, and then we were kind of like a little bit out of phase. But now it's kind of just, and now we're making it all back together again. Yeah, now it's the perfect uh, perfect time. Yeah. It's cycled around again, so. Yeah, yeah. Reunion album. <laughs> yeah. And you've been doing <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And you've been doing um you've been doing this project for what? Like 5, 6 years now? When did when was the first one? Like when was the first EP you put out? Uh yeah, probably end of 2015 but i had no idea what i was doing <laughs> like so i don't even count any of that stuff i was still figuring everything out but yeah probably about five years and yeah you've put out a ton of stuff i was just uh, listening i've purchased your uh your split ep that actually came out on a it's a uk record label right that yeah okay yeah because when when you and i were making music together it was like a lot more indie rock stuff was like at the forefront and even stuff you and I were into. And then when you started making this, I was kind of like, Oh shit, this is, this is awesome. And I didn't expect it. So like, how did you like happen into this? You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, so I just turned, first of all, happy birthday, Mike. I just turned uh, 37 like two weeks ago. So a couple, couple years behind you guys, but yeah, happy birthday. Um, yeah. So, kid of the 80s love love 80s just like generic pop music 80s movies john hughes all that stuff um like watch it now can't believe your parents let you watch some of these movies over and over again when you're like <laughs> five or six yeah. but um yeah. yeah just so love that style um adam knows i love post-rock like shoegaze indie stuff like that but a i can't play guitar B, I'm by myself. C, I had a laptop with a bunch of synthesizers. So yeah. basically yeah. I just heard Synthwave, heard that type of music and tried to marry the two and figure out how I could make a, make like a post-rock band with just a bunch a MIDI keyboard and a laptop and have that same kind of wall sound vibe. Uh, but then as that got more popular, you know, Stranger Things, all these shows came back, the 80s came back. Uh, yep. Yeah, just started to learn learn more and more about production it just kind of happened naturally yeah i i remember like just getting super geeky into like picking up different um modular instruments and different like midi instruments with you and like oh did you know you can do this with the ipad did you know you can do that mike and i were just talking about that as far as um the fact that you made the f like your first couple things didn't you make the first EP or, or something completely yeah. on your phone or iPad or something? Yeah, uh, iPhone, iPad, um, just, and that's really how I kind of got into it more, just the accessibility of of an iPad. Like, it, Yeah. I didn't play anything until I think I got a shitty Yamaha keyboard when I was 22, and that's what we were playing on, but then once uh, I got an iPad... Basically, I didn't have to know chords, didn't have to know scales, because you could just transform the, the screen into all those things, and that's kind of how I started to learn music theory and just learn how to mess around, basically. So, well, Yeah, but no, that's the ultimate accessibility. I mean, I think 
yeah, exactly. all these streaming services, finally the algorithms can actually do some good. I think some my Ryan from Spirit of Space was saying, hey, there was like a vote where people said, you know, do, on the new iPhones, you can turn off like the suggested, um, you know, advertisements and like 99% of the people just say, no, keep it on there because they're valid. You know, it's like, so after you right. play that newest release that you did, like what lovers holding hands or friends holding hands, like then oh, it yeah. just says, you know, do you want to play more? Go make a radio station from that thing to chill wave. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't even know these genres exist, <laughs> you know, or, and it's like, they're able to map those things out. And it's like when, when, what the iPad, I think the iPad three or something came out 2010 or, or, you know, the chips kept increasing. I just right. remember hustling you like, Brian, I heard you bought a Moog app. Like, uh, it was, it's $35 yeah. in the app store. Like, don't, do you want to share? I'll give you some cash right now. Do you want to share your, your login <laughs> D, D ID? And it's like yep. every couple of years when I wouldn't use it, it would be like, put in the password for Brian Craft at Gmail or whatever. <laughs> yeah. and, I was, and then I was just like, do I need to ask yeah. him again? I'm not even using it. It was more just like the novelty of using an app and making right. stuff. I remember I bought the, the Nintendo Switch for my sons. And I was like, there's this Korg app and you can actually learn music production. And like, what better gift to give a child to learn, you right. know, MIDI production and stuff. And, but now it's cool that you actually were one of the few that just made stuff with it. Do you know what I mean? Cause that's, yeah. I think most people have ultimate accessibility and it's just a novelty and it wears off so fast. And I'm the definite, like the poster child for that because it's it's 15 <laughs> years and and i'm like okay i'm finally gonna use this ipad for whatever song we create together you know now's <laughs> the time to live up to that yeah like yeah. uh so my son is gonna be nine my daughter is gonna be six and now that they basically have taken both iPads to be their own iPads, I don't uh, right. really use them anymore to, to make music. I have a ton of apps, but I still, any new release, I'll probably like use GarageBand on my phone at some point because I can just bounce, bounce a mix to it, add, literally add like a couple MIDI melodies over on, on the screen when I'm walking to work right. or just walking around the house doing whatever and just go from yeah. there so yeah yeah yesterday brian and i were talking mike and i said i think the last time you saw mike he was like creeping up in your house asking you for <laughs> logins for your ipad it's <laughs> like yeah uh, that sounds about yeah, right shameless i don't that that's yeah. one of the things where you're kind of like do i know who invited this guy over looking through like the pantry <laughs> like hmm what else could i snack on here oh yeah <laughs> yeah i yeah. totally forgot about that uh, that I got a good laugh out of that. That's everyone has a story like that, yep. though. That's like Roberta's story of you showing up when you didn't know her at Altera, and give me some you snacks. Like, hey, you don't know me, but you know Adam, and I really need to buy this red water bottle for my dad for Father's Day. Remember that? She's like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's that's totally right on. <laughs> so um, let's. I want to play everybody some of the music. I selected two different tracks. I actually set my turntables up because I have one, of, like I said, I have your LP that you did a split with. What's the other artist that's on the album? Uh, his name is Cosmetic, but it's... Okay. Yeah. 
Got it. So let's play that quick, and then we are going to get into the thick of it because we're going to introduce the topic for today, and then that's going to be super fun. We're going to see where this goes. So let's listen to some music.
All right. So that was Translucent, right? That yeah. Was the, track? the cover of this album, which no one can see because it's a podcast, but um, it just, as soon as I saw this, I was like, ah, Akira. <laughs> it just like, you know, looked like the... Like Ghost in the Shell. The old yeah. school, like Akira drums. Yeah. yeah. When, I'm, when I listen to your stuff, like, it fits... It fits in that synthwave category because I've listened to like, you know, it definitely reminds me of like Tycho stuff or like the Midnight and and those kind of, and even what's the what's the one guy I found on your label, Time Cop. Oh yeah, Time Cop, nineteen eighty three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all similar, but your stuff to me, the drums feel different. Like the drums have like a, and obviously I'm gonna notice the drums, but like the drums have this like fat similar like dj shadow feel to them where they just feel big like in and grittier than most like dance pop or even like sure. we're calling the synth wave so i did want to ask you like where like I, not, not just like where you get your drums but i mean when you're when you're thinking about like recording or making a song or producing a song like what do you, where do you usually start do you start with drums do you start with like a keyboard line or yeah, I I usually start with a keyboard line, like some sort of melody or arpeggio chord progression. Uh, and then drums are actually usually last. I'll have a pretty simple program drum beat, not like that was super intricate or anything. But um, then as I go, I'll just pull stuff, pull stuff out, change out, you know, hi-hats, little things like that to try and make it change up and not just be the same kick snare over and over again for four and a half minutes, but... Right, right. Well, and also too, like I, it's a super big swing to decide to be um, instrumental. Like yeah. that's a that's a big ugrin taking in the yeah. first place because you can't you can't rely on different like first course first course. You gotta right. have interesting parts. So yeah, it's what was inter- that? What was that? Why did you choose to do that? Just because you didn't feel like singing or was it you just wanted to do that what was the choice behind it uh yeah i don't i don't have the most uh i don't have a lot of confidence in my singing voice we'll just say that <laughs> i know that's something that people have to have to learn but you know as i was just yeah. trying to get used to producing and learning an instrument especially when i was already 22 just trying to learn logic and learn these things didn't grow up playing piano or, or anything just basically learning from scratch yeah. i figured learn the production side first let somebody else handle the the singing or rapping or whatever if i ever get to that and basically just even in that song i'll have the melodies kind of do a little call and response everything will drop out come back together and let that do the do the heavy lifting keep it interesting though right right well no that i think people take that for granted like it's like oh it doesn't have vocals but that's actually really hard to to do an instrumental like it, that's why there's not a lot of instrumental artists because it's not <laughs> easy you know and yeah. and not easy keeping it interesting i think don't you think yeah like? no i th- <clears throat> i think definitely yeah when you when you have that minimal i think that's why your drums can be different and really weave together because y- your min your palette's minimalized you know like right there's like this great quote from saint vincent where she's like you can't paint with every color for on every painting or you know and that's it's great to just reduce your palette so those things have to stand out and then you're just like yeah this thing you probably put it down and then it comes back and you're like no that's still 
it, it there's some emotions behind that you know it, there's, yeah. yeah and like <clears throat> it's funny for this trip i um i was watching youtube people who came to to bangkok and one of the guys who was actually staying at this hotel a guy from australia is like first thing you should do is buy bring an apple tv with you i'm like oh that's a smart idea and i went quickly on ebay and i got <laughs> an apple tv and it came in time and i brought it with i hooked it up again adam thanks for sharing <laughs> <laughs> your, lo your login data. <laughs> My login. <laughs> Even though you can afford to get this stuff, it's just more fun when you can reach out to friends and say, hey, um, please validate this thing. It's five in the morning, but I need it right now. And But I've been watching the master classes because that's like one of the few Apple apps that doesn't require you to be in a specific country. So cool. I just finished, and, and it's cool. Like, you know, you can watch the master class on your phone but like having on the big screen TV and having that play in the background, being able to take a bath and still see the television in bed, or because you only have this room, I listened to the whole <laughs> thing balling. of, of um, <laughs> Dead Mouse, and he does a great okay. masterclass yeah. about you know electronic dance music and what he was talking about, and it's he said you know like I don't people say about what what's the structure with the beat you know he's like you know he's like nobody ever gave Beethoven shit or box shit for not having a drop you know in their song he's like well actually that's not right everyone gave them shit too and mozart they all were having their problems at that time he said but he said i actually would love to not have a four four beat you know just running through songs but like electronic music you know edm that's what happens because he said the masses right. want that and he said but i would prefer just to play these synths and i actually got to see him for the client that we're working with right now, they did this uh, Pier 17 in New York. And I think it was September 2018, I, I went to this place because I was just showing a live concert and I didn't even know who Deadmau5 was and I saw him play. And I, I think that's always the greatest chance when you don't really know any kind of preconceived notions of an artist and you see them just play a live oh, sure. set. But like I, I noticed that, that there were long, long, you know, five minutes parts where he just had synths layer there and I mean you know you could feel just the tension breaking and then when that beat came back in and I just I still remember the music and I became a fan and watching him and listening to him talk about that in the master class saying that you know he doesn't even need the beat and he would rather just play that music but he can't because the genre dictates it I think that's where yeah I love I love that music in your shine and I think that's exciting too to to be a to sing over things like that or to do a rap over that where the beat could p completely go away and now you you could learn to have a different very very like subtle dynamic to it that right. would be fun yeah yeah yeah, that yeah that's what i noticed when i listen to your stuff is like the subtleties like the stuff you pick out is not what you would pick out if it was a normal track with a vocal you know what I mean? Like just the way there's so much, not to be super hippy dippy about it, but I mean, there's a ton of emotion just in the way that the hi-hat sounds or in the way that, you know, the certain ARP you have and like what the reverb sounds like and stuff. But um, yeah, so I love it, man. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. It, <clears throat> I think because there's not vocals and I actually like, I produce mix in headphones. I don't, I always keep telling myself I should buy some monitors, but I don't even have a place to, to put them. So I'm just like, hey, it's working for me. But because of that, I really, I mean, I really think what would this sound like for somebody else listening in headphones? Because I know it's not going to be played at a huge club or yeah. like maybe yeah. not even in somebody's car, but somebody just sitting, yeah. doing work, whatever, like just uh, 
experience <clears throat> the music in that way. But that's interesting that you say that because yeah. I I remember talking to you back in the day whenever we would you and I would find an album we wanted to hit the other person to the way that you and I had our own languages. He'd be like, this is a headphone. Like yep. go, go lay on the ground with your headphones on. And listen to this. Like the Mars Volta albums that came out. It's like, you'll, you'll hear stuff that you never heard. Lay on the ground in the middle of a street. Pound <laughs> 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 your heart. No. Uh, no. Yeah. No, but that, is it's it? so true. Like that's what I listened to. So the fact that, uh, you know, we, listen to all different genres of music i connected with the headphone records and besides just yeah. not being able to be in a band by myself and uh, not mm-hmm. not being comfortable sitting and playing live i'm like how can i make something that will be in engaging for people and it's still like i know you're my, you guys are my buddies and we talk about music anyway but it still just baffles me that uh people listen to it <laughs> like it but that's good. Yeah. Like you, sh- that's that's a good trait to have. You were yeah. always like super humble about that, though. I mean, like, <clears throat> you know, I remember when you first started playing, and like, we were just jamming down at Roberta's parents' house in Indiana, and like, or even at our house in, um, on Blue Mountain or whatever. And the the thing I noticed the 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 fastest thing I noticed about you is like, you caught on so quick. Not only just to like learning keys or like learning harmonies and stuff but um knowing where to play like that's that's the thing i noticed about you right away is like when you would when i would jam with you it wasn't like jamming with some other people that played keys where you were just like the you knew when to hold back like the economy of scale you know like <laughs> you just like add some sprinkle sprinkled parts and like that's what made the song instead of like having to play a thousand notes like there's so there was so much so much more to the the limited amount of notes you were playing because it adds so much texture and that's a you know you're a big texture guy still i think like in the in the stuff you're doing um the other thing is like down and just like play a song on the piano (laughs) (laughs) that's sure that's uh, purely out of necessity yeah, yeah. I promise this entire podcast is not just to like give him. Give you kiss your ass the entire time. Oh, that, this is great. Let's do this next week. Pass out the Scooby Snacks head on. <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow? Um, but no, the 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 album covers too was what blew me away. Like it, I'm just looking at. I have Apple Music open right now, and just like. Yeah. The album covers are, I mean, I went to school for graphic design and some of these I'm like, I never did anything this fucking cool. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so the so. the one, the vinyl that you're holding that people can't see, so if people right. listen to this, put a link in it or something. But uh, yeah. yeah, that was uh, just totally random. Uh, the label wanted to try and do something. I was working on an album and then I said, hey, what about an EP? And then they said, hey, what about doing a split with some other people? And they originally were going to do it as a series and were the only <laughs> the only ones that they did it for. Um, but oh, okay. yeah, so all the artwork for my stuff is made by me, except for that one was yeah. the cosmetic guy had all that stuff. He'd commissioned it already. Mm-hmm. Basically, I got to have have artwork from somebody who probably paid a couple hundred bucks for a commission for free which was kind of nice so that's pretty cool well yeah no i think all that stuff it's you're painting worlds you've got a limited palette you know 
and I think what you were saying about Adam, you know, or Stranger Things or Dark and stuff like they, you know, those are the things where it's yes. unsuspected, yep. where you can create that world. And I think artists probably love that because you can get engulfed in it right away and it can give you inspiration to do, to get that commissioned artwork. And I think that's even for us at Spirit of Space, that's why I love working with Ryan. Of course, there's a million songs out there that you can get the license to to pick for one of your soundtracks but when you have someone there on the team and you know that they've seen it with their eyes they've seen the footage and somehow it inspired them to put an arrangement together you know like you can just <clears throat> i think for sure you just feel like okay this was custom made for that it, it fits right it's like a tailored suit to as a parent you know shopping at the men's warehouse <laughs> because, you know. so like i think yeah, i think yeah. that that's 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 the power of um it that, that's why that genre is so rich because yeah you don't need your the people like what you're saying brian or you know i'm sure many people are just like you where they're not they're not like the front man of a band kind of thing you wouldn't make that kind of music right. if you could sit down and jam out mm. like elton john you know like rock, <laughs> so let's. I think you you have the yeah. capacity to to listen. And what you're talking about, like I can imagine you coming to electronic music, you know, through listening from the Mars Volta and feeling all that dynamic range. You know, that's. I think that that yep. it, it suits it suits it well that that's that's how the arts portrayed and all that. Yeah. Well, it's a completely different muscle you're flexing too, because it's it's one thing to be able to like jam a thousand notes or just jam in general, but like sitting down and actually, like, thinking almost symphonically, writing is completely different. I mean, it's a totally different muscle. So, um, all right. So I think uh, hey, yeah, that's um actually that's one thing I wanted to bring up, up? in that um in that masterclass with Dead Mouse. He was talking about like longer progressions and he was talking about, you know, because it's all 4-4 four, four time and there was a lot of times he said that he ends up, when he looks at the melodies, that it's like 6-8 because after so many repetitions, there's a part where the 4-4 four, four will match up to a 6-8 and I was thinking, I want to know, Brian, if you ever created something like that in that time signature. Yeah, um, like... Not on not on purpose. Yeah. As I've gotten more into making music and just meeting people online and stuff, I've obviously interacted with people who have a more uh, rich musical palette than than me. And I've guy I run our net label with called Triplicate. He's really good, and he's all about weird time signatures. He comes from like Aphex Twin yeah. electronic music world, so he's like. I'm like, let's do six eight. I can handle. I can handle doing a little bit in six eight, but uh, yeah, not. I mean, most of the time it's just four four. Start out normal and just kind of see where it leads. You know, I, I write a lot in loops, like Ableton. Once Ableton clicked and I understood how to mix in loops and work that way, that's just how my brain works now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that's. Mike is a Mike is obsessed with six eight. Yeah, uh, because I mean, as a D, so. as a DJ, even before I, yeah, before I started, like playing music and and singing, even with Adam and Happy Hour, I think it was nine, like nineteen ninety four 
when I bought my Technics 1200s from this friend of, of Russ, Jeremy Kastner, he wanted to sell his turntables and yeah, I got an old Gemini mixer and, and two turntables and I remember house music, there was an, an like a record label, Peace Frog, and it was a lot of like this kind of new jazz where there would be live instrumentation over like a really mellow kind of house beat and stuff. And so that's what I started spinning. But my favorite music of any kind of thing to make people dance and to just stand out to be unique is to, to mix like Afrobeat music to other kind yeah. of, you know, good dance music and stuff from, you know, like Quantic and stuff from, you know, early oh. 2000s. And I love when they mix, when you mix those time signatures and it works, but it's not perfect. It's not just like seamless, like, okay, now this transition comes in. You have the horns and stuff in the Afrobeat. And I was, I told Adam, I'm like, oh, I've got these ideas already of how, because each podcast is about like, it's not like we're trying to be a chameleon, like now we're going to do um, a death metal That's song, true. you know, and I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to like, I'm going to really work on my groaning, but like, it's, it's something that's fun to do this podcast where we can, we don't have any kind of um, notion of like what kind of music we need Boundaries. to make. And I was thinking, I was like, okay, wouldn't it be cool to like make an Afrobeat song just instead of the horn section where they would kind of call and response and do this long thing that you work with synths, like different synths you could really tweak kind of like soloing and stuff. And I was just thinking that's, that to me seems like a cool basic direction of where we could go, you know, to try out, experiment yeah, on some stuff. That's awesome. Um, I lost my train of thought. You're talking about Afrobeat. I got <laughs> mesmerized. Um, no, I was going to ask you before we introduce the topic and don't worry i'll edit this down so it's not four hours long. <laughs> um, <laughs> um did you brian did you play before you started playing which was i guess when i started playing with you was like early stages of like yeah. actually playing music right but did you play as a kid at anything no like, like no instruments so my nothing? my mom like my grandparents had an organ so my mom like took organ piano lessons. My sister played saxophone, but I was just I was playing with Ninja Turtles and then I went from Ninja Turtles to basketball <laughs> and like that yeah. that's literally what what I did. So I went from right. you know comics and toys to to sports. So I never played an instrument, never did anything. Uh yeah, yeah until I always listened to music, I always liked music, always liked yeah. uh synthesizers. Like I got into as I started getting into M83 and uh, yeah, you know, even minus the bear, like who'd use their sampled guitars like synths, and that's basically right. why I wanted to just try. Figured that was probably the easiest one to start with. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I remember when I first met you, we first started hanging out, and I was shocked that you weren't a musician because of how into music you were. Like, and you knew so much shit. Like the <laughs> like how geeky most of my friends are that are musicians, like you were right you could hang with everybody. You know, like you knew everything about every band, like the way we are. And I was like, how is he How does he do play? it? How does he <laughs> so do it? <laughs> like Yeah. So I just usually people that are that geeky about yeah. shit like make that leap, you know what I mean? So but that's when I I'm sure like I was super pandering like when you first started playing because I was like probably like come on come on brian you can do it like come on let's yeah. play music but but i mean i did see like i saw 
I was like, man, I hope he continues to do this and like, you know. Or I, yeah, actually, actually, I, I have a I question based on that. It, You're gonna have to edit this down a ton. People are gonna be like, who is this fucking guy? We don't. Let's get onto the topic. No, but before we <laughs> don't care anymore. Mate, I want to ask one question though. Did it change for you? As soon as you actually started releasing under a label, like what happens to that? Like because I mean I guess you, they sign you know you're a self-sufficient person, but does anything happen like your mindset? Uh, it, no, it was I mean, the, working with the label for a couple releases like they're, they've actually taken off quite a bit, especially in the the synth wave genre i just said hey i got a couple tracks and started sending them out to people that i followed on soundcloud and stuff so it was really like wasn't anything anything big it was a very like did you get handshake, like a publishing handshake contract deal or anything like, or does it what's that is there is there any like publishing attached no, to it no no there, there okay. wasn't any so publishing like it was strictly exposure, just to release basically. on Bandcamp. they're like hey we're gonna put out some cassettes so of course i thought that was super cool <laughs> and uh that yeah. that was really it but it was still pretty self-sufficient like i was able to they're like you own streaming you can do what you want with it uh and and that was it okay got it got it all right let's get to the topic what do you say boys Yo, ready let's do it Let's do it. So, um, bicycle versus motor vehicle. So, the first question is, do you say the whole thing, or do you just do BV? So, I got I got sick of typing it, so then I started okay. typing BVSMV, and then uh, I basically I was just like, oh, that kind of sounds like M83. That's kind of cool. That rolls off the, the tongue en- enough, so that's yeah. why I just changed it and, like, looking back at it i never thought that i would even have music on spotify or be able to do the things that we're able to now but now that's just what mm-hmm. what i'm known as so that's by. that's what okay, it is got it got it so the topic for today is going to be accidents and i'm I'm aware of the story that will come after this, but I intended on it. And I want you to tell everybody how you came up with the name because it's a crazy fucking story. And it changed your life, like both your personal life and obviously your creative life. So I, tell the story. Uh, so my, my, my wife, my partner Harmony and I, we were living on the east side of Milwaukee and we were just bicycling to downtown to go to work. Uh, was we just got back from just got back from our honeymoon like two weeks before that we were riding bikes she had a helmet on she just got one I did not because I was like oh helmets are lame I don't need a helmet uh, we we're going going downtown yeah exactly tough guy um, and it was probably 6 30 in the morning we were we were heading south this all of a sudden this car took a 30 mile an hour turn it was one of those kind of like angled streets i don't mike do you remember where what was that trocadero was right there yeah yeah where yeah. Is. yeah yep. so it's where water street turns into north or you could take a slight left to go to trocadero so this guy didn't have to slow down at all he was going at least 30 miles an hour but just turned right into harmony like watched her essentially roll up the hood of the car roll up the windshield fly through the air like flying like a rag doll and land land on her face in the road 
I was behind her. She had a helmet on. If I would have been there, I would probably be dead. So gets crazier because I still thought she was dead. And I, you know, was kind of in shock watching all that. She looks up at me, tells me to call 911. <laughs> She's the one who told me to call 911. Uh, so I, I call. They come. You know, long story short, ambulance. She goes. Got busted teeth, broken ankle. But we, like, luckily nothing, nothing more than that. But the police report literally said accident type bicycle versus motor vehicle. Like, like it was, a, first of all, like it was a fair fight somebody <laughs> with a car hitting uh, their motor vehicle, hitting a bicycle. But yes. just giving the bike top billing like she had anything to do with the accident <laughs> uh, gets better. Yeah. Yeah, so, it wasn't like a chicken standoff. Yeah, with boom, boom, yeah and, ig, ig, <laughs> exactly. Bear versus shark. Dry, yeah, bear versus shark. <laughs> and that's that's also there was like tons of bands around that time when this happened to you know 2010 yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. Two, uh-huh. Actually, no. I mean, we just got back from our honeymoon, so two, 2008. So pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, tons of bands with verses in their name. Um, mm-hmm. But. The police report the description said the driver was going into the glare of the rising sun <laughs> and struck <laughs> the pedestrian it was so it was the most ridiculous thing we ever read oh my God. obviously after she we knew she wasn't dead and she was healed <clears throat> we could could laugh about it but yeah it was pretty so, pretty crazy stuff so that so in the moment like when you were saying like she said um Call nine one one. Call nine one one. Were you frozen? Like, were you just like staring at her like in a movie? Like, yeah, I, I like. It's all kind of hazy because of the the adrenaline sure. and everything. But I just remember saying like, "Oh my god!" Saying, "Oh my god, Harmony, are you all right?" Oh, just trying to get like some sort of response because I literally thought she was probably dead because she landed on her her face and then she just looked up at me. Her teeth are all busted up. She's like, "Call nine one one," and uh, yeah, called him up. Tried to explain it. <clears throat> got to ride in the front of a fire truck on the way to the emergency room. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Scary Plenty stuff. Of halls. You guys it's part of as well. Yeah. Why into this? We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. What should I do if I'm in the middle of a painting and I decide I don't like it, or God forbid it goes sour? Well, I don't like to start off with something you haven't already done, so let me show you what you can do at home if you're not happy with a painting and if if it's not going just the way you want it. You know, over and over again I say, we don't make mistakes, we have happy accidents. So today, let's have a happy accident and see what we can make out of it. That was one of countless things. And when, when you were telling me this, Brian, I just cringed because I was that, that dumb, that guy fucking, you know, eating <clears throat> some Panera free bread company and, you know, with a phone in one hand and like speeding around Milwaukee. And it's like, that's a society that we live in. And like, I just cringed knowing that I was reckless like that, you know, but I mean, that you need a, a, you need your driver's license early as a teenager to get around and stuff. And I think that when you really look at it, I mean, look at how much has changed 
just them closing streets down, them putting bike lanes um, outside of the cars, you know, where the cars park and then there's the bike lane. Like I seen a lot of that in Chicago and stuff. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I remember seeing some of those critical mass bike demonstrations. And I mean, I think we live in a, in a, a different world where it is safer for biking, but at the same time, something just happened last weekend. Helmut Jan, he's a famous uh, German American architect. He made the, um, the Chicago, the what's it called? The Chicago Center there. Um, and like when I landed in Bangkok, he made this airport there and he just died at 85. Nobody knows why, but he ran into like some traffic on a teen road. He didn't stop and he died like this past weekend. But I think, I mean, you, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy that we can laugh about it, but it's like, look how many white bicycles you see all over the place. And it's, it's serious. And I, I'm, yeah, I feel kind of ashamed all the stupid shit I did, but like, I have so many stories where what I do today or the band, I mean, I can remember driving to practice in Burlington, Wisconsin. I was making a left-hand turn. The lights were left and some guy came straight on and hit me, you know, on the passenger side, oncoming traffic while I was making the left turn. I'm like, I had a green arrow and I'm just like, okay, cha-ching. Okay, that will pay for this car. This car is totally trashed. You know what I mean? It was like, you always have the same sound. It's like this pausing time and like this loud shriek and like the glass breaking. And it's, it sounds like every accident almost always just sounds the same. And it's just... Yeah, it's crazy that I had so many of these accidents and it was almost like didn't phase me anymore. But yeah. Um Yeah. Mike, do you remember when I got hit by the car by the Miramar and I flipped over and we wrote a song about it? Wait, you flip your your car flipped over? No, I flipped over the car just like that. Remember when I got hit by that Trans Am crossing by Oakland, by the Miramar. You were trying to get a Euro? That's that song. For... Uh, <laughs> yeah. You, do, you remember that? Yeah, no, t tell me about this. You, yeah, tell yeah, us, yeah, tell everybody about this because nobody else remembers either. <laughs> you don't remember. Wait, like, what, what, a, were you We wrote walking? a song about it. We wrote a confusion song about it. It was called Fortune Found. And I was, yeah. You froze. Yeah. You don't remember. Wait, Fortune Found was written about that? Man, I was so... Yes. I so selfish yeah we were t yeah you're right we was about angels yeah I I yeah yep yeah because i have a mini disc of one of our live shows we were like we just wrote the song last week adam almost died got hit by a car <laughs> come on. okay no but no say some of those details because then it's going to trigger, <laughs> yeah, yeah. trigger back to me no, so tell, I was just, tell us i was i was walking down oak or on yeah oakland crossing right before the walgreens there so there's like walls have ears in the miramar there's the is the Walgreens still there, Brian? I know. Corner there? Yeah, I think so. I think they, yeah, they like rebuilt it into a four-story Walgreens. So I was crossing. It's like a it's like a double it's like a double lane right there, like where it crosses or whatever. So it's a big crosswalk, and like I looked both ways. I had headphones on. Mm. It was probably before <laughs> the iPod. It's my fault. It was probably before the iPod, so I'm sure it was a disc man or something. I don't know, maybe. But yeah, I just like turned really quick and I just saw headlights. It was at night. It was like, well, it was like dusk. So it was like, you know, in the, I think it was winter time, like the, right mist. As the sun was going down. Yeah. 
and I just saw headlights and like I put my hands down like immediately and rolled over the top of the car <laughs> and the car just like the guy opened the door and like was like you okay and I was like I was just like kind of out of it a little bit and then he just yeah he rolled out of there he took off I was fine like I completely rolled like as if you were just like doing a somersault right over I mean it wasn't going that fast either but still I mean wow. like super yeah, the aerodynamics of a Trans Am really helped you out in the, this case <laughs> It didn't even he was smash also playing, into the windshield. He was also, yeah, he was also playing Quiet Riot. So, I mean, that Man, there's so many good 80s references here. You know, like when Walgreens <laughs> existed before CVS, you know, there was, no, there was no streaming services. You have probably had a Sony Trans-Am. Discman with you. and yeah. yeah, This is perfect for the music we're about to was make. Was your Microsoft Zune okay? Do you remember those? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this episode brought to yes. you by Microsoft Skype Zune. and Zune. Microsoft Skype and Zune. Oh, Zunes. Yeah. Well, just talking about, I was talking about mini disc players too. That takes. That takes That's right. <laughs> mini discs are back now. The record that. I saw that. Time Slaves that put out that record. Now they're putting out mini discs too. It's like vinyl, yeah. cassette, CD, and mini disc. It's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's. I don't think it's a gimmick, but I. Look. I celebrate anyone that's, you know, if you're if you're making something that somebody wants to hold, then whatever it is, I don't give a shit. If it's a yeah, it's a special it's care. a special <laughs> artifact, and that that there's always yeah. some kind of limit, exclusivity in that, and that's, you know, ep- like there's some people that say like, oh, it's a gimmick, like, you know, whatever. But in the same breath, like, even a book or like a graphic novel i buy once i read it and i put it on the shelf and i look at it so <laughs> i bought that <laughs> like <laughs> you know <laughs> it's a fucking <laughs> who needs to read <laughs> uh, mike what other accidents can you think about yeah, I mean the whole the whole start of our company, Miss Spirit of Space, was based on insurance money that I got when I my wife, you know, when we were, we just met in Milan and um, we went on this date, and I had all my equipment with me, and it got stolen out of her car, and getting all that stuff. Uh, I love uh, what was it, Allstate Insurance? You know, it was just like they sent you out this catalog of things that they've technical equipment that they bought and you could get it tax-free and it was just kind of like oh man here i can buy a dslr i can get an upgrade here hey i can buy these lights you know it was like just a shopping spree what i had fifteen thousand dollars worth of stuff that was through the renter's insurance okay you know like shopping here (laughs) there there and i could never afford it i mean hey that's what they talked about and then there's a podcast, 99% Invisible, and one story was about like the beginnings of hip hop. And they talked about in the early 80s, there was a huge blackout in the Bronx and stuff. And they talked about how a lot of, you know, people were, for the first time, they got Technics turntables when they were looting, you know, when the power was out in New York for a long time. And that's like how some of the beginnings of hip-hop started because no one could afford those yeah. like high premium turntables at that time so i think yeah the accidents 
my life is just a bunch of, of adapting to accidents, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, even just coming on this trip, uh, I got a, a note like an hour before I was supposed to take the train to, from my hometown in Plauen, Germany, which is kind of right for anybody on the map, like between Munich and Berlin, former East Germany, like really close to the border of the Czech Republic. And so I was flying out of Frankfurt and I was supposed to take the train and it just said, oh, construction on your train, you know, you're not gonna make it at this time and because of the corona and stuff and I just wanted to be safe. So then I was like, okay, then I gotta wake up really early and do that. And I forgot things at, because I was packing the last minute. I woke my wife up at four and I'm like, we gotta drive back to my office quick. She's like, you'll never make it. And then I'm like, no, let's just do it, let's try. And then I realized I already took the keys and left them at home. So we were driving to my office, which I couldn't get into. And I was like, okay, plan B, what am I gonna do? Okay, I'm gonna make my original train connection by the next neighboring city of Hof. And that was like a half hour away. And I said, I'll park my car there. I'll, I'll, I'll ask some friends, Tracy, don't worry about it. You don't have to go and get my car. And like, I, I worked that out and it was just like that, anxiety um i <laughs> i literally remember saying oh that train comes at 6 30 and it was like five o'clock i'm like somehow i had like i started watching twitch <laughs> and, and until the point where i was almost not gonna make it on time and like so like my whole life is just about adapting to accidents and feeling comfortable in that zone which is kind of crazy but so either way, my, I, I made it on time. I, I'm here and my car got picked up and it was a holiday the next day. So I didn't even have to worry about parking the whole time. And I had a friend come pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. I think accidents, that's, that's like law of nature. You know, that's, that's what makes life interesting. I remember this quote that says, hey, are you ever going to like sit back and say, oh, yeah, man. Remember when I was 20 and I... I had my car payments and I, I, you know, like I made all those payments on time and everything was just like, you know, I was getting that job promotion and it's like, no, that's the time you fucking go, you know, sleep in a, 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 a like an adapted school bus or something and you're sleeping on the streets and you're, you're just meeting people and doing this. Like that's, that's when it's fun. That's when you think, when you're invincible, you know, if you can live yeah. to talk about those accidents, then... <laughs> then you got something going for you yeah it's when you're yeah. a tough guy don't have a bike helmet you a bike helmet <laughs> come on yeah but but i mean it, in all fairness that's the culture we grew up in of yeah uh you know harley davidson you know yes leather i'm too tough for a bike helmet <laughs> we don't need then we got yeah. skateboard helmets skateboard helmets are actually pretty cool looking bike helmets were pretty lame Okay, and they're still pretty lame. Bike helmets are lame. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. That's one I thing, agree. though, I got to say about, like, with Corona, like, I ride, I, I ride a fat bike, and then every once in a while, like, when I've got a lot of things to do in the city, I take my wife's electric, like, city bike that has a big, huge um, woven um, straw basket in the front with flowers in it, and I'm dressed like, I look like one of the Street Fighter guys in um, Akira, where they're doing like the, the, the motorcycle <laughs> gangs in the beginning. I've got like this black yeah. helmet, I got these big glass sun sunglasses, I got a black, you know, FF2 <laughs> mask, so like I'm completely in black. I have these really funny hand shoes that show like yeah. 
they're all tattooed on my fingers <laughs> and i'm riding this like this little petite electric you know bike in with a a basket and flowers on it and it just looks so funny and um yeah i'm i'm like an accident waiting to happen <laughs> But no, the bike helmet, what I wanted to say is the bike helmet looks so cool. I've got like one of those brims on it. Yeah, there, there you go. And, ah, oh, man. Now they have bike helmets that like have, if you, if they can sense that you're falling, they'll like shoot out like a, a um, an insulated kind of uh, shell around you. What? Are you living in the Matrix? What are you talking about? <laughs> For real? No, somewhere, like in the Netherlands or in... in you know, is this some Kickstarter that you got convinced? No, <laughs> no, literally that you, I'm, you guys can check it out like a, like a big, like the, like the big shield. bubble that the flaming lips perform yeah, in. A like boy in a bubble. Like roll into that. <laughs> yeah, like that's where Harmony. Instead of flying over the car, she would have been like one of those, Just, you know, like where you're fighting like the sumo the flaming lips. Yes, the sumo wrestlers are those <laughs> those weird inflatable balls. It would just yeah. like it would probably destroy the car. Just crush the car as she's flying over the hood. Do you know the flaming lips like I think it was last summer they wanted to do a concert and they got everybody who bought tickets got to be in one of their bubbles. That's why I mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. It's pretty I, I saw that. Pretty amazing yeah. good stuff. Mike, can you think of any early little Mike moments of accidents when you were a little kid, like stupid yes. shit you got into or anything? I shouldn't even have been born. <laughs> that's an accident. No, my mom, yeah, that's like my mom always wanted to have a huge family and like she had two miscarriages before me and after me. And so when Theresia's really mad at me, then she's like, you shouldn't even have been born. <laughs> <laughs> So that's like the ultimate accident. That's how I know she's the right woman for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she can say that. <laughs> that's okay. amazing. Yeah, and, um, what other accidents? I I can think of one when you were older that we were just talking about with at the Why Not. Ooh. Broken glass <laughs> everywhere. Bro- everywhere. Freestyling <laughs> yeah. over beats and he just doesn't <laughs> care. It's bleeding out his foot. I don't give a fuck. We're here to do a show and take another look. Now, hey, you want to know? You want to know what this reminds me of? Speaking of eighties and Stranger Things, I can remember like riding my BMX bike, which is a Dino Detour. You know, the one where you could like spin nice the brakes bike. around yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Because yep. it had the cool where you had lot the the brakes on both sides. But Did they, you have the and the white mags on it too. Def, definitely, and just racing with my friends. You know, I don't know, ten or twelve years old, and I remember the. The house in front of my street, Valley View Road, they just put tar. They just like resurfaced it and they put all the stones in the tar. And I can remember racing with them. And like, I had, I made my own like gun out of wood stock, you know, like just making it. And I had it over my back and I was running, going so fast that the, the gun went over my shoulder and stuck in my bike wheel like in the front wheel and it flipped me over and I just flew and I'm literally my leg was embedded with stones from in hot tar and I look like I remember I was like oh my god I look like G.I. Joe Cobra Commander because my skin looked like <laughs> snake skin 
you know, from sliding on this hot tar with these little miniature stones. And I remember then just, you know, like all summer long, I had these wounds, but they looked kind of cool and you could see how the scars developed. But I was just thinking that kids had problem, you know, like us being kids, there's always accidents or mm-hmm. crazy situations that happen that we could kind of just like, as topic's sake, you know, be nostalgia and just kind of pick, paint these pictures, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have one that I was just thinking about um, when I was like seven, I think. And we were out here in California. We went out for pizza, like after a t-ball game. I was like over wandering around in the arcade or whatever, and they had one of those, um, you know, the thing you put the quarters in, and then like the the claw goes out and grabs mm. the thing or whatever. So I'm like over there playing on arcades, and I'm like around, and so I realized that I can stick my hand into the opening on the bottom, right? So I'm like, so I'm like, oh shit, I can grab one of those things that's inside that. You know, I can feel like a fuzzy toy or whatever. So I <laughs> grab one, and then as soon as I grabbed it, I felt this, like, not a blade, but, like, a piece of metal, like, clamp down on my arm. Right? And then I'm like, I'm like, fuck, shit. Like, I'm, like, trying to pull my arm out of this thing. And meanwhile, my mom is, like, coming over looking like the waitress from Chi. Like, hey, it's time for pizza. And I'm, like, sitting there, like, looking back at okay i'm cool (laughs) (laughs) my arm is stuck in this thing so they literally had to call the fire department to come to the pizza place and they broke the glass like to get my arm out and i just remember like all the moms standing around being like this is why you don't let your child and my mom's just like rolling her (laughs) yeah that's always a, a, that's always going to end in a bad ending. Was like I stuck my hand in this hole and I I could feel a, a fuzzy toy and then, and then I felt a claw pulling my hand away. Oh man! Yeah, even if that's the topic, embarrassing. Even if the topic was magical, great things that would happen, and you started the story with, so I stuck my arm in this metal hole, and we're like, "Whoa, this is not going to end well, Whoa, buddy." There's nothing magical or great that can happen from this. <laughs> what did we tell the why not story? No, we didn't. Uh, yeah, no, I just kind of I started rapping about it. Yeah, that that was yeah playing a show at the why not too right on yes whatever street on the on the east side of Milwaukee and yeah or Adam I guess you can tell it better but on Jefferson yeah yeah it was the why not two not the be confused with the one or three the why not two is be specific <laughs> the fanciest of yeah, the Jeff- three why nots i would say exactly exactly yeah we're why just, not yeah yeah it's the why not that you walk past the front and you get cancer just from <laughs> the air that's blowing out the, <laughs> the front door because of all the because of all the smoke from the cougars at vatucci's next door yes Vatucci. No, that's down. Oh, yeah. I know that's that's a, that Brady is close. Street. Right. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, close enough. That's how potent those cougars are. It's blowing that far. <laughs> <laughs> now we were we were playing a show to like ten people probably. It was like nobody there. It was like a bar night or whatever, and 
you, there was you were doing your thing and your freestyle. We were, I think it was during Top of the Head actually, and you jumped off the front of the stage, and I just remember playing drums and I was looking at you and you jumped and then you just like kind of looked back at me, and you landed directly on a glass like a like a beer glass and the they went through your foot and you were laying on the ground it was bleeding everywhere and you continued to rap and finish the song <laughs> while you were laying there and then the the ambulance came and Sharon like put you around Wait, her and I I, I got taken shoulder. away in an ambulance Yes, the ambulance came. I'm pretty sure, unless she drove you to the hospital. But I thought I think the ambulance came because it was pretty bad. And then we continued to play the show with no singer because we wanted to get paid, so we just kept playing with no singer. <laughs> <laughs> these le- these singers are so expendable. You know, one one idiot cuts his foot in a glass. Yeah. Let's just keep playing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't remember ever being in a. In an um, emergency vehicle, I'm sure. And it she... must have been Sharon that drove you away. And look, and I'm always trying to save money on apps and stuff. I didn't want to get a bill for five hundred dollars someday. <laughs> I'm sure I would have said like, no, 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 that's fine. Give me some saran wrap. Give me some saran wrap. I'm going to wrap my foot and let's just drive me to the emergency room. <laughs> oh man, yeah. weren't Plain... weren't there like wasn't that like a big like uh scandal too like with certain ambulances like you get taken for money like if you got picked up in in one that wasn't like the bell i remember yeah if it if it wasn't a bell there's not a bell on the side you've just been taken taken for for a ride that's it yes (laughs) it's just like gruber that'll never get out of my head one call that's all yeah that's that's so ridiculous (laughs) though that like yeah that's a thing in america like having to worry about those kind of taking advantage of, you know, when you're in a moment of desperation, that's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yes. How that can even be possible, you know, like it should just be a service thing out there. Not everything should be privatized, like privatized parking. I mean, I've, all, all the parking, the, all the money that I've invested in the city of Milwaukee, you know, because I was a student at UWM or at MSOE because of the privatized parking is obscene. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You could have paid for your emergency room visit with that, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what about the boys? Accidents. Recent Oof. years, Mikey. Ah oh, man, one time I've learned one thing is when you have small children in the house, do not put a mirror temporarily while you're moving like on your bed because <laughs> Mika, Milan, was it Milan? Yeah. Milan crawled up on the bed and of course the mirror is like a big surface and it's glass and as soon as you get in the middle, psh, snapped and I remember it pinched him like he was, he didn't have... Oh. oh man, it pinched Oof. his butt like and it cut him this mirror breaking and like because he just thought, oh wow, that looks really cool. I'm gonna climb up on the bed and we're like, oh my god, the thing's broken. Oh my god, he's bleeding. Like that was that was fucking scary. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, there's so many stories. I mean because <laughs> because I'm kind of risk I take risks, whether it was 
seen your risk adjacent i yeah. would say wait wait say that again i i didn't i didn't trust myself to go say that word how can i be so unarticulate being a rapper i said you're <laughs> wait what what's the opposite risk, risk adverse. Adverse? Ri- yeah okay you're... i knew that i wanted to say risk adjacent yeah. which that's what i said yeah you're not risk averse you take risks yeah risk adjacent is that really a word Man. adjacent yes but doesn't it mean kind of like on a tangent <laughs> i'm taking tangents no adjacent is like you're like just off to the left or right right yeah you're next to is. it next to it i remember like some right there but I, you're not full i, I remember like pulling in the gas station and saying like yeah when i go into 7-eleven or a quick trip i like to keep the car running just to let me know that everything's in order in the world because when i come back out and i see it running i'm like surprised that the car <laughs> is there <laughs> I would say stupid <laughs> things like that, you know, but oh, that that was the worst. I because you know I'm a dad. I let the kids cra- crawl around on the monkey bars or on the playgrounds, you know, saying, "Hey, they're gonna learn. They're gonna fall off. They're gonna hurt. They're gonna." That's how they learn. They have balance. I don't want to be a helicopter parent. And yeah. uh, when was that? 2019, October of 2019. I got the chance to, I had a lot of projects in New York and I had a chance of the fall break to bring both boys to New York. And my cousin was living in Brooklyn. We stayed with him. And then we had the chance to go to um, Woodward, which is the original extreme sports camp. It started out as a cheerleading camp and that's in uh, Eastern Pennsylvania. So it was kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, we rented a car. We drove out there. I think it was like five hours from, from New York. And on the first night, because you go there for summer camp, you know, it's a week, it costs a lot of money. There was an option during the fall where you could go there and like the parents could be with you. You would rent one of the dormitories that you could stay at and then you could, you know, pay them fee for the weekend and get to try it out. And my sons both ride scooters. I mean, they, they started out with skateboarding and now they do these stunt scooters. And like on the first night when we were there, um, there's like a, a, a big jump, a big kicker, and you land on what's called resi, which is just like foam underneath like a maybe a half inch th- piece of um, rubber so that you, the landing's soft, but you can still kind of ride away. And yeah. Milan was, you know, going at it and trying like, a, a, you know, backflips and stuff. And so after a while, you know, he's just a tired. You're, you're so excited to be at this place. We've drove... You know, but but your body's exhausted and you didn't you don't know when your limits are. And like he over rotated too soon. And I mean, he's wearing a helmet, but the helmet, as he lifted up off the kicker doing a backflip, his head hit that metal like or the, the, the wood right there on the jump. And it like he was knocked out cold and I didn't even think anything of it. He got up. I'm like, are you OK and stuff? And like. After a couple minutes, I knew something wasn't right. And like, he was just like, he looked down in his shirt. He's like, oh my God, this yellow Vans sweatshirt, it's, it looks so beautiful. You know, like, like Encino Man or something, you know, like I was talking to a, like a person who is just so euphoric and, and Adam knows Milan. He's kind of like an old crickety, <laughs> crickety old He's man like old complaining man. about yeah. why yeah. people aren't acting <laughs> yeah. logical, you know. And yeah. for yeah. so, like, I was like, oh my god, it was so beautiful. And so, like, I'm like, oh my god, my son, my son could have had brain damage right now. 
and he's got a concussion, you know, and all the other people are like, don't let him fall asleep, don't let him go to sleep. And, we, and because this is so far out of nowhere, we had to drive into the town <clears throat> a mile to wherever the college town there was in Pennsylvania. And then we went to the ER and slowly, they said, just keep talking to him the whole time. Don't let him fall asleep because that's what you're not supposed to do if you're conscious. And I was just like, oh my God, please don't let, you know, like there be like a hemorrhage or something in his brain. And like he would literally be brain dead or, you know what I mean? Or, and it was just, he couldn't remember short-term memory. He didn't know what happened. He's just like, was I doing a finger whip or was I, you know, was I doing a flare and stuff asking about the tricks and like slowly by the time we actually got to the hospital, um, you know, that, that his kind of short-term memory came back and that was just like heart wrenching. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, the, the way that you were describing yeah. that, like when he was explaining the, or he was talking about his vans, the sweatshirt, so beautiful. Yeah. yeah, that reminded me of when I punched you. <laughs> and then, that was no accident. The fir- you punched me because you were <clears throat> no, afraid I was going to well, <laughs> kill you. When I punched you and you got up and the first thing you said was, Whoa. was that your left hand? What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> yeah, you knocked some sense into me. <laughs> that was before we went to go see the roots right after that at the rave. Yeah, and the concert sounded so differently because i just got knocked you know out <laughs> slightly before that and i was like whoa man <laughs> this like the rave the great sound quality of seeing a concert at the rave you know not the eagles yeah. ballroom but like the rave proper and like getting punched in the face just before you go and it's kind of like oh man that sun's off i can't even understand what's happening i can just hear quest loves you know rim shots (laughs) we were on the balcony too i remember sitting up you're sitting on the ground yeah i punch you in the face that happened i remember that (laughs) adam i would say everything that i tracked on any kind of song was a an accident accident <laughs> that made it into the <laughs> final cut you know yeah the whole that's true recording process isn't about an accident you know like i think if you listen to any musician yeah, they would say the true. take they just knew like that's good enough i can't perfect it whether it's billy eilish or you know phil collins you know <laughs> that's what if that what if that intro that. the drum solo like <laughs> It comes in on, yeah. on this kind of strange part. What if that was just an accident? And he's just like, no, we're keeping it. <laughs> yeah, it might have been. It does sound weird, the way it's placed. Yeah. Like you would never you never write a song and be like, halfway through, we're going to have a drum fill. <laughs> like that is kind of weird, so it probably was an accident. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. No, but you're right. I mean, like there is a certain point when you're writing stuff that I feel like you go through a process of, the initial excitement of writing something like you got a like a cool idea and then it like morphs into okay we're going somewhere we're going somewhere and then all of a sudden it's the worst thing ever yeah i was gonna say then you just hate it you hate it you're like this is fucking garbage and then like usually with every time like something weird happens in the middle of it and you're like oh i didn't expect that and that's what gets you back into the the groove of things i think i mean for me i don't know about you brian but, oh. but 
that sums up every song I've made, I think. Yeah. I wonder what that is. Like, it's just like the normal creative process of like, you have to go through those emotions to convince yourself you're good enough to do it. I don't know. It's just a weird, but I feel like it happens every time. Don't you, Mike? Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. You need to do the Stuart Smalley stuff and say, you're good enough. <laughs> <laughs> you're strong enough. And gosh, darn it. People like you, you know, people like you. <laughs> <Yeah>. deep thoughts. <laughs> The woman, the the nurse here just called in said, like, did you check your body temperature today? We have to check our body temperature and take, um, you know, th- send them a WhatsApp showing our temperature that that I'm not getting hot. But I am I'm getting hot just talking about all these accidents. I'm starting to sweat here. <laughs> <laughs> Reliving some of that stuff, especially yeah. that, that story about Woodward with the boys. Like, that's so vivid. Yeah, that's, yeah. For sure. Pick. Well, when Mike, when you were talking about your your boys having an accident just right at Christmas, my daughter yeah, it was going to be six, so she swallowed a magnet, which seems weird for a five year old to to do that. She had a <laughs> necklace. She like never put stuff in her mouth as as a baby, really, like other than or as a toddler, other than toys we gave her, you know, what random yeah. stuff, but. She had a necklace that broke, and it was in her mouth, and she swallowed a little magnet. It was right right after Christmas. So finally, so I had to dig through her poop to look for this magnet, which was, first of all, super <laughs> disgusting. Um, but we got pretty good at figuring out how to set that up by the, by the third time. Still hadn't found it, so then we, I took her to uh, Children's Urgent Care, um, and because it was a pandemic and she hadn't left the house for eight months, yeah. going to the emergency room, even with a mask on, and it's a kid's urgent care, so there's pictures on the wall of all sorts of Disney characters, was like the best thing she's ever ever seen in her whole life. She kept... <laughs> yeah. She loved it. And, uh, yeah... She was fine. What's the name got, of this theme park, Daddy, again? Yeah. That we're going to. She got. She got toys because she was a good listener. She got an x ray. Like, and there was nothing there. I oh, probably, man. like, we probably just missed it. And the first time she went to the bathroom after she, she sure. swa- <laughs> swallowed it because it was like <laughs> a quarter of the size of a penny. It was super tiny. But, uh, sure, yeah, yeah, that was. She's pretty. Not risk averse. We'll go with risk adjacent because I can't think of any other <laughs> any other thing to say. But she's just got bruises up and down all of her legs, like all parts of her bodies, because she's like trying to do flips off her couch and all sorts of stuff. You know, swallowing <laughs> magnets and thinking it's a vacation. She's like asking to go back to the doctor now. It's that was. It would have been cheaper <laughs> to go to like an indoor water park than to yeah. take her to children's urgent care to get an X-ray. Yeah, even though there was nothing yeah, wrong. Sure. That's yeah, and, freaking insane. Like and, it could have you know, been. She was fine. To take yeah. an X-ray. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. And she like walked up to us, and then both Berta did one of those. Like we both looked at each other. Like, oh, she's not fine. Like, we gotta <laughs> go to the emergency room. <laughs> Never mind. That was a real one, but she ended up getting it like glued. You know, like yeah, they don't do stitches so yeah. often because <clears throat> no then they have to yeah. take them out. 
Yeah. I only got stitches one time when I was seven, I think. Seven or eight. We lived here in California, and I was playing football, like, catch in the street with somebody, and I was, like, running for the football, and I wasn't, like, looking to the right, and I, like, caught the ball, and then I ran directly into, like, one of those huge palm trees, like, on the bottom. <laughs> like, it was, like, super stabby. Dong. Just, like, cut the whole, my whole Ooh. face up, and I was wow. bleeding, and, like, <clears throat> my mom still to this day when we talk about it she's like yeah i, I thought it was so bad because like you were just like running screaming down the street and, like you looked like a zombie attack like, blood and it was pouring just, like, out blood everywhere yeah 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 running into but, a palm tree trunk it's got to be almost as yeah, bad as yeah running <clears throat> in some barbed wire it's crazy yeah it was like the big the bottoms are like real big on it you know yeah Let's see, I did that. What yeah, else you think you you just think of like the Fred Flintstone, like bong, and then some coconuts fall down <laughs> and like hit him on the head, you know, but no, it's like it's the hardest surface and they're razor sharp, the peeling away from the base. I did get my head stuck in between our poles on our back porch once too, like the railing, like I stuck my head through, you know, the... The railing on our, on our, like a metal railing on our back porch, like the the, the bars or whatever. Adam, that was just punishment. You were doing something naughty, and your parents put you wanted to teach you a lesson. Yeah, yeah. You hit your yeah. brother. So. <clears throat> yes. Now we're gonna put uh, your head I, in the vice, son. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm trying to think of anything else. The um. All my car accidents. I, I got in plenty of car accidents too. Like when my my hood would mm. flip up from my <laughs> car and hit it. <laughs> Talk about negligent driving. Adam had like an escape hood, you know, like poof. <laughs> oh no, the hood flew up yeah. off the car. I'm pretty sure you guys are just saying scenes from like movies and like nineties movies and sitcoms <laughs> now at this point that you're attributing nope. to your life. No, it's all real. <laughs> I remember the with speaking about sobs, I remember there was always like there was problems with the transmissions cracking, probably because of the way I was driving. <laughs> but but the blocks were bad and I remember I always had a park on a hill so that I could jump start the car because it, it wouldn't be able to start by itself. And like I just remember like, yeah. oh, gotta fill it up with transmission fluid again, it's all out. Like parking by Denny's on Waukesha West. Um yeah. But like, think about that. Just you know, driving your car—it's an accident. Like waiting for it to die, and you just you you keep going. Like Adam had a detachable hood that would fly off the car. I mean, it was, that's like r playing Russian roulette. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just insane how stupid we were. Well, I'm super excited to write some music with you, Brian. It's—I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, same. Um, but yeah, let's just treat it as an accident. Let's treat it as, you know, <laughs> um, Brian, you know, is, you know, he's meeting with post-confusion <laughs> top of the head and he's the bicycle with, you know, carrying a synthesizer and let's see if the Moog, how far the Moog can fly, you know, <laughs> and if it's still, 
usable after it it collides head on with a motor vehicle yes, yes. of Adam and Mike recklessly driving <laughs> through Milwaukee. You I think that's a good metaphor. Yeah. yeah. That like I always want to accentuate like your style with ours too, and make sure that we're like, you know, I don't want you to change like what you do. You know what I mean? Like I want you to do what you do, and same here. You do you, we do we. Yeah. <laughs> Let's. Um, I do want to play another one of Brian's tracks and let Brian tell everybody where they can find his music. So, yeah, Brian, tell us, tell us where you can find your stuff, whether it's Bandcamp or Apple Music or what you want, where we want people to find you. Uh, yeah, you can find me in all the all the basic basic places. Um, if you're gonna check out Bandcamp to buy stuff, my net label that I release most of my stuff on now is called Triplicate Records. Uh, triplicaterecords.bandcam.com it would be a really great place to support I do end up putting it up on my own Bandcamp but uh, one of the guys who runs the label with me does all the mastering and does does great work and the third guy does reviews and stuff and I do artwork so that's a really cool place but otherwise Spotify, Apple Music it's up on all those places and when I chose my Sweet. name I did not know that there was an 80s rap group called bvsmp um so that's Ooh. unfortunate but yeah just <laughs> click on the the pretty looking circle the and not one. the 80s rap group yes the beautiful colors yeah. yeah i'll put all the links in the in the podcast uh in the details of the podcast and as well as the is the vinyl still do they still have <clears throat> copies or is it sold it out? is all sold out i believe Ooh, yeah, so I have sorry, folks. Yep. Sold out copy. Okay. <clears throat> well, anyways, I'll put all the links to Brian's stuff. Um, let's let's listen to one of one more one more of Brian's tracks, and then we'll close shop here. This is Rubicon. This came out in February yep. this year, yep. right? All right, on triplicate. Yep. Let's check it out.
Awesome. Beautiful. I love your outros and your songs. Thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny when we were listening to that. I was just thinking, yeah, I remember there was a good chunk of that where I'm like, God, this is shit. And then I just said, oh, whatever, I'm going to leave it. And a lot of it has to do with, like, (laughs) then I just added some sound design after, like, put some vinyl saturation on it and stuff like that, and that's all it took. And then I was like, that that's it. That that was the magic touch. So, uh, happy yep. accident. Happy accidents, to quote Bob Ross. <laughs> little happy cloud over there. Happy little trees. <laughs> happy little trees. Yes, yes, yes. Well, guys, I think, should we wrap this up? Let's do it. Let's get on to making making a creation together. So, Brian, thanks so much for joining us on Top of the Head. It's been Thank you. Uh, a pleasure to have you. And, um, yeah, man, it's uh, I'm looking forward to making this song. Mikey? Yeah, uh, no final. Be safe. Be safe in Bangkok. <laughs> what was that? Wait, what no did you accidents. say? It cut out. I said be safe in Bangkok. No accidents. No crazy accidents. Yeah, it's hard to do trash the hotel room it definitely wouldn't be an accident <laughs> wait so what what time is it by you right now mike uh yeah no it's so it, it's yeah we're 13 hours so now it's ten twenty-four in the morning of the yeah. of friday may 14th so it's friday did you sleep you didn't i know you didn't. <sighs> no but <laughs> i mean who's keeping track of the days here <laughs> <laughs> run day one I'm altering this yeah. this this room into my studio, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to tracking before I get neighbors. Right now, I looked, and there's not anyone on either side, so I can feel more <laughs> confident to sing and to yeah. to track. I mean, typically, you don't find people going into hotels <laughs> to make to an record album. albums, <clears throat> but yeah. we're gonna make do with with where I'm at. Probably writing TV shows, but maybe not recording albums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what we're that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna create, we're gonna create um, a world. You know, we're not gonna. That's right. We are. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it's this perfect up. Perfect timing. Thank you, Brian, again, and uh, it's been awesome. Hey, the Blood Brothers did not break up. We're still together. Yes. <laughs> that's great. I was just listening to them the other day. All right, here is the song, Bicycle versus Motor Vehicle, BVSMV, with Top of the Head, collaboration, accidents, perhaps. than excuses we never going back it's too abusive i had a vision pure white light bright shining like a prism find myself wrapped up in the rhythm people always ask what you're gonna give them 
shut up and listen The only thing that stays the same is change So we arrange the frame Perhaps there's no need to explain Perhaps things that seem fortuitous Things that seem like things that seem like tragedies I change lanes I change lanes We don't know where this is going Nothing ever stays the same We don't know where this is going Where this is going, and that's taking a story.